welcome again to another episode of This Drinks on Us. Hopefully this one won't have any technical difficulties. I'm Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Stacy. Stacy, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. How about you? I'm all right. You know, a year ago today, tonight, I was <coughs> celebrating a, a national championship. And two days earlier this year, your, your Alabama Crimson Tide won a national title. Um, so it's kind of like amazing to see people in stands and people celebrating and no one is like giving a flying fuck about the corona. Um, I remember that night I was so nervous about that game, uh, Stacy, And I remember saying, if we just cross the 50 yard line, that's fine. That's perfectly fine with me because we were not supposed to be in that, in that, um, in that situation. But then the moment Jamar Chase caught that pass from Joe Burrow, I was like, oh my God, we're going to win the national title. So it's so weird looking at that game and seeing how different the world was and looking at how your Crimson Tide, knowing that, you know, and first off, it's no disrespect, congratulations to your Crimson Tide, Stacey, but knowing how different the world is now compared to when we won it, it just, it don't even feel like, it, you know, it just doesn't, it, it feels so awkward seeing a national championship and seeing not the kind of crowds you normally see at those national championship games. It was kind of weird um, seeing that. And uh, although they did let a few fans in, in Miami, but uh, this, this, whole 2020 season has been like on one hand weird but on the other hand for me of course been wonderful to see this team go through their trials and tribulations with coach Saban being sick with COVID and having to lose our offensive coordinator and having players go down even during the game and we still won and we still won convincingly. And I, at some point during the season, I just knew, I was like, I'm I think it was maybe the Georgia game when we got behind Georgia. Cause I figured that was going to be the test. Here comes Georgia. They're on the roll. They got a good offense and we were struggling on defense in the first half, but it's like in that second half of that game, everything just said click and everything just click, click and everything just clicked together from that point on. I was like, nobody was stopping us. I looked at the schedule and I said, there is nobody on this schedule that's going to stop us the rest of the way through. There was, there was no way. Florida, of course, you know, gave us a hard time. But yeah, honestly, Florida in that game, really Florida was hard. And but in all honesty, in that game, uh, that really wasn't that close until the end. I mean, they got cheap touchdown, of course, at the end. But we had that game in hand, too, for the most part. But I, they were the only – honestly, that was the only challenge was Florida the whole season. And I think it kind of prepared us. And Saban kind of said that at the rest of the way. But <laughs> thrilling to win, I mean, for this team to accomplish what they did with 
everything that was going on around the world and the pandemic and the all SEC schedule and every you know just for them to to dominate everybody basically. I mean, it's incredible to me, and I mean, you just don't know the the fan base. I mean, I mean, I know it's we're coming from Alabama fan because we won six of these, <laughs> you know, the past few years. So yeah, I. But this was this seriously was a special team because of what happened and what was been going on in the world and just the love and respect we have for these guys and Coach. I mean, Coach Saban was crying, Ryan. He was. I've never seen the man. I mean, when he teared the first time I saw him tear up. Take that back. The first time I saw him tear up was Jalen Hurts when he came into that game and we beat Georgia for the SEC championship in 28, what, 2017. That was the first time I saw that man. Yeah, tear it was a, the, 2017. And he teared up and he was, was saying uh, how proud he was of the team, uh, of, of Jalen. And for him, he cried on that stand and he was telling the people how much he loved his team. And I cried. I mean, when I saw, I, I, I teared up when I saw Landon Dickinson come in at the end and take the final snap of the game. I was almost in tears. It, it was just emotional. And I know it's, it's weird to say, because like I said, we, we've won a lot recently, but still, it, you know, it, it felt good. I'm not going to pretend like it didn't. And I know that some p- people think that, you know, Alabama fans don't enjoy winning and we really do. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's, like I said, it's like a family thing to us. Really I think when you look at, because I I tell you this, I when when LSU won the national title, I cried because I remember the day that the night when we won. And here's the thing: I remember saying to myself when I moved to New Orleans, I said five years, five from in five within five years, LSU is going to win a national title. I didn't know why I said it. I don't know why I said it, but I had went to Tiger Stadium one day. A friend of mine, I was in Baton Rouge for eating. I was going to eat lunch in Baton Rouge. So a friend of mine showed me Tiger Stadium. And what people don't know is Tiger State, LSU is located in a very nice part of Baton Rouge. LSU, Southern University is located on the north side of Baton Rouge. That's like a, a right up on the river. And I remember being just in awe of that stadium. And I remember saying to my friend, he's not a sports fan, but I told him, I said, LSU is gonna win a national championship when I'm while I'm living in this city, while I'm living in New Orleans. And they did. And someone has said, do I think and this, and and I and, I, and I'll ask you this question because when you look at what Alabama accomplished, Stacy, considering all the factors, I think they probably would be one of the great. They probably one of the greatest teams in 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 college football history. And the reason why I say they're one of the greatest is because of everything that they had to deal with. You had to deal with canceled games, games that had to be canceled, uh, moved on, moved over to. Um, rescheduled games you had to deal with a pandemic you had to deal with a coach that had the rona i would say that this is one of the greatest teams in college football history because of everything that they had to handle everything that they've had been had to deal with i 100 agree with that i think it's going to be considered one of the greatest teams ever and that's where considering that nick saban basically wins with with uh 
defense. And this was like somebody said, this is the first time he has won with an offensive team. I said, yeah. And I said, I mean, that's why I kept telling people. I was like, I know our defense wasn't the greatest. I mean, I think our defense improved throughout the year. And even though teams might get on us first, they normally, the second half, it was shut down time. Hardly anybody, other than basically Ole Miss in Florida, everybody else got shut down in the second half of games. But I truly believe that, yeah, this is one of the greatest teams of all time. And for us, I mean, also for us to have three Heisman Trophy uh, candidates and once that has never happened to Alabama. We had three Heisman Trophy candidates. Najee should have been part of the damn ceremony, by the way. Kyle Trash should have been kicked out. And uh, it should have been him up there with, along with Mac and with Devontae. But, it, I mean, like I said, this season is going to be so special. And, I mean, like I said, it's weird to say because I know pandemic and people are going to try to put an asterisk by it. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, put an asterisk by it, but not because of all the stuff that's going to – because of what – beside basically to say, yeah, put an asterisk by it because of what they did despite what was going on, despite the pandemic, despite the injuries, despite the fact that we lost our second, you know, best wide receiver and all this stuff that's going on. And we still managed to pull it out. And it's like I say, it's just uh, one of the best feelings of, uh, that I've had about this football team. I mean, like I said, we won championships, but I think this team to me is always going to be special to all of us. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Like I say, it's, you know, for me being an LSU fan, I will always contend that our team last year was the greatest, the greatest ever. But if you look at the greatest ever could be anything, you know, when we when we talk about like in terms of college football teams, because people think that the 2001 Miami team was the greatest ever. And if you look at it from a standpoint that they had a lot of draft picks on that, on those teams, you could say yes that they have a they have a, a, a an extreme case, but you have to realize that Larry Coker won that national championship with Butch Davis players. Right. It wasn't like he won this. He built this program to uh, built this program. He he didn't build it. You know, Coach O won a national championship in his third full season, and both of those guys were his guys. It was a complete opposite of what Larry Coker did. And you look at Pete Carroll and what he did at USC. He won those, those, those were his guys. Most of those guys were his. So if you had, if you ask me, I would put the uh this year's Alabama team, 2019 LSU team, the 2005 um, um USC team. I will put them in my pantheon of great team, of uh, greatest teams of all time. Like the two thousand, the, the two thousand four uh, USC team that won the national championship. I will put them in that pantheon of great teams, as well as the teams they're they're up there with the teams from Nebraska um, during the nineties and Florida of the nineties. Uh, that, that's where I that's how I see it. Yeah, I, I definitely think that that this this team, like you said, LSU's team, I mean, they're all up there as one of the greatest teams of all time. Like I said, it's just weird saying that considering that we weren't great. I mean, we were probably above average defensively. I won't say we're bad. We were above average defensively this year. And the killing part is they'll probably be stronger next year on defense probably, maybe than offense because we're 
we're basically, well, I won't say starting over, but I'm, I'm assuming, and that's assuming that Mac Jones leaves. And I know, you know, Najee and, and Devontae definitely are gone. So our three horsemen of the apocalypse, I guess, will be all gone. But it, it's, it, I mean, but I expect the same thing. Honestly, I mean, the killing part is Bryce Young is supposed to be a killer. So it's not like we, if we fall, it won't be far. I mean, if y'all fall, I mean, what y'all gonna fall to? Like what, eleven and one, or eleven and one, or, or something like that? <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's what I said. But that's disappointing to us. It's like we lost two. It's like a shocker when you, we're so. I mean, seriously, and I say this all the time about my own fan base. We are spoiled to death. We're spoiled. I totally admit that. So if we lose the game, I mean, nowadays losing the game for us, that's no big deal because we're probably gonna make it to the playoffs. But we lose two games in the season. Oh no, that's that's devastation around here. But uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Bryce Young is going to do because the, the senior leadership and stuff on this team is gone. However, you know, the talent is there. We, we're bringing in a bunch of great recruits, so we'll see. But I think the defense probably will be stronger next year than they were this year. So it's going to be interesting the defense carries this team for a minute. And I say that, and then we'll – I say that now, but rumor has it, FYI, that the former Houston, Texas coach will be the offensive coordinator in Alabama. I, I feel like the thing is um, – that um, I, I feel like the thing with, with Bill O'Brien, this is another rehab situation with Nick Saban at Alabama. And I think Bill O'Brien has a really great offensive mind, but I pointed out regarding his time in Texas and Houston that he was not the he's he was just part of the problem. The part the problem the main problem is ownership mm. with the Texans. And That's it, becoming and quite it's obvious like, now. And, and, and and it's more obvious now because you look at what Andre Johnson said the other day about Deshaun about Deshaun Watson, and I pointed at, and I wrote down a list of players that the city of Houston have wasted throughout their their primes. You got Jeff Bagwell, um, Nolan Ryan. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon and, and Clyde Drexler, they, they at least got a ring. But guys like Jeff Bagwell and Randy Johnson and Nolan Ryan and countless others, they've had their careers wasted in that city. I mean... Are we, and, and, seriously, and, are we going to add and, James and, Harden to the wrist now? Because do we feel like James Harden was wasted? I think he just... I, I mean, they did waste him, but... Call or uh, not, not, not that Harden wanted out of Houston, and yeah. I and I couldn't blame him because he did gave so much, uh, gave so much to that franchise, and I feel like, you know, and I feel like, you know, and honestly, and I feel like, you know, you can sit and say whatever you want to say about him, but. This team never built, they didn't build right around him. I mean, yes, you surrounded, you gave him Chris Paul to run the point. You gave him John Wall to run the point. You also gave uh, Russell Westbrook to run the point. 
you know, I, you know, the, the effort to build a team around him was there, but they just executed it poorly. And then also the coaching, the coaches, the, the kind of culture you have, Mike D'Antonio, Mike D'Antonio never uh, put a premium on defense. So it's a lot of things, a lot of things, um, a lot of things that factored into his um, time in Houston. I always thought of, I mean, to me, Harden is just a choker, in my opinion. I mean, I, I'm I not agree. saying he's. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good player. I think he's an excellent player, but I think he's a choker. And I think he. I mean, I think that he been to OKC. Had uh, Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant then? Yeah, I think he was there with him. Then he goes to Houston. It's his show, and they still can't win a championship. So, uh, and so he'll go to you know. I said this afternoon. I said that basically that the Nets have given up their future for a fat James Harden, and everybody start laughing. I said, well, it's true, and I said, and let's not pretend like just because he's in Brooklyn that the Celtics are going to go away. The Heat are going to go away, and damn sure not the Bucks, because that's the. I mean, and that's the thing. Harden has never been that dude. He's never really stepped up in 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 times of crisis, and, and not crisis, but in times of need when a team needs him to just step up and do his thing. He doesn't do it. He didn't do it in the playoffs. hadn't done it in years, if ever. The way he's never been a number one guy. He's nope. more of a number two guy, and that's the thing. He's never been anything but a number two guy and when he was in Oklahoma OKC he was a number he was the number two guy you know he was like the number three so when you put you go from the number three to number one the the bullseye the target is way is 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 on you it's on you a whole lot more when you're the number one guy because this is your team and right. he just never had that kind of attitude. He doesn't have that mentality. That kind of mentality Mm-mm. at all. Like you, you look at D, you look at LeBron when LeBron went to Miami. LeBron knew that that was D Wade's team, and LeBron knew uh, that he was the he was the number two guy, and he let and he let he led from the back, and Wade led from the front. He knew his role. Harden doesn't have that kind of mentality at all, like you said. Mm-mm. It ain't in him. And I thought for a minute that LeBron may not have that instinct. And I think he proved me wrong with when he won that championship for the Cavs. And I said, okay, now you can now we can sit back and say, okay, I had to I was pulling against LeBron at the time, but when he did that in reflection, I gained a lot of respect for his game because that's the moment when I said, okay, this dude is probably the best. Right now, right now, because he stepped up and then do what he did in the pandemic to step in and for the Lakers to go through all that and having to sit there in the bubble and not playing from their fans and all that and for them to pull out a championship. That's why I saw these people. I saw somebody trying to put an asterisk next to Alabama and said, well, they paid during the pandemic and they did it. And I'm just like, dude, so you mean to tell me everybody who won a championship this year, the Dodgers, the Lakers, Alabama, Tampa Bay, in, in hockey, you mean all of them basically need an asterisk because they had the nerve not to win it during the regular time? I mean, come on. We can't be doing that. If you win, you fucking win. That's all there is to it. 
mean, it's sort of like the thing with like in 1995 when your Braves won the World Series. Nobody right. was crying about a damn asterisk, an asterisk, uh, 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 an asterisk then. Right. Nobody was crying about. I mean, like people were crying like back in 1961 when Roger Maris Roger hit Maris, 60 yeah, home runs, home run. 61 home runs. People were like, well, he did it in a 162 game schedule. I'm like, dude, he broke the fucking record. Period. Who gives a fuck how he did it? He broke the fucking record. Simple. Right. And it's like, like uh, it's like people want to like legal like do this whole legalism shit when it comes to championships. I'm like, dude, they won the national title. Like, for example, Alabama won the national championship. The Dodgers won the World Series. The Lightning. Nobody is saying this shit about the the hockey uh, about nope. the NHL with Tampa Bay. They should have, you know, had an asterisk over there, uh, an asterisk on their um, championship. Nobody's saying anything about that because they played. They played in the fucking bubble, right? You know, they played in the fucking bubble. But um, but moving right along, and we're going to discuss um, Alabama basketball. Alabama got a. Big win last night against the Kentucky Wildcats. Nate I, Oates uh, got Nate Oates got this this these guys playing right. He got them playing their best basketball, and I was really impressed with how well John Petty and Herb Jones played. I'm stunned. I'm not gonna even. Let me tell you something. If you had told me about three weeks ago that Alabama would be six and one, if you had told me Alabama would be four and two, I would be happy right now. For them to be six and zero and leading the SEC in basketball, I'm shocked because they and we got killed by Stanford a few weeks ago, and we're I mean we're barely winning and we got on this win streak. I forgot who first team we beat after. At before we started conference, and then they just went on a roll, and somewhere along the line shit just started clicking and i don't know if you knew this but he kicked john petty and another player out of a game like he didn't let them play he suspended them for a game before christmas matter of fact mm-hmm. it was the game before um yeah the game like that 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 game i told you about to start the winning streak i cannot remember the team right now and petty has come back like a new man he's playing like a man possessed He's been, I mean, and we didn't have injuries over the last few weeks. Our best player hasn't played in the last three games. He may come back Saturday for Arkansas, but we didn't have him. Herb got Herb Jones got hurt last night. Jordan Byrne got hurt last night, and he's out for three weeks, three or four weeks. They expect Herb to maybe be out for just a couple of games. We're playing injured, and we still with Kentucky's ass by 20. And I'm like, how did this happen? But Nados is the truth. I mean, everybody, everybody in their mama was saying once he got to Alabama that he's the guy that he's gonna, he's gonna say it straight. Now, I questioned the first few weeks. I was like, what is going on? But since they beat Tennessee and everybody else, they just they've hit their stride recently. By the way, they started their um, streak, their winning streak against Alabama. I mean, not Alabama, but against East Tennessee State. They beat them. 85 69 three days before Christmas and then they beat Ole Miss uh the following Tuesday in Tuscaloosa and also they got their wins against Alabama uh, against Tennessee number seven in the country 
as well as Alabama, uh, as well as Florida and Auburn, Florida, Auburn. and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So now they'll be in action on Saturday against um, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Then they come yeah. to, and then y'all go to y'all come to us on the nineteenth uh, in Baton Rouge, and that will be like it's almost nine years to the day that Whitney Houston died because. That's how I found out. Like that's how I found out about Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston died the, right the day that, the day that LSU played Alabama in basketball, in Baton Rouge, Ale Whitney Houston died. It was on February 9th. She died. They found her dead about two an hour before the game. And I remember getting the phone. I called my mom and I told my mom. I said, "Mom, Whitney Houston's dead." And that same night, Alabama took on LSU. Y'all had, that was the year y'all went to the tournament. And we were fighting for an NCAA tournament bid, but we went to the NIT and Trent Johnson was the head coach. So that night, Alabama, LSU beat Alabama. And the running joke I had was that Whitney Houston killed LSU basketball. <laughs> LSU, she killed, she cur and she cursed Alabama basketball. Like LSU didn't, Alabama, I don't think won a, a game in Baton Rouge until maybe 2015. It was just a, a running joke I had on Twitter. Like you said that LSU, uh, Whitney Houston killed uh, Alabama basketball. Like, um, well, she died right before LSU took on Alabama in a, in a, in a basketball game in Baton Rouge. So that's why I always said it. But uh, like I said, I'm very impressed with how Herb Jones is uh, Herb Jones and John Petty are playing, and I think that game with us on, uh, and I think that game with Arkansas is going to be really good on Saturday as well. That game's going to be in Tuscaloosa at two thirty. I hope so. Not. Now I hope we kill Arkansas after what I saw tonight. Um, but I'm not. Um, I'm hoping that Q um, Javon Quinley will be back on Saturday because he's been sick, and I'm I'm wondering if it's COVID because nobody's saying what it is, but I'm suspecting that it might be COVID because he's been gone for three games. So I'm wondering if he's just been sick, and that uh, rumor has that he's supposed to be back Saturday. But we're gonna need him, especially if Herb is out. But they, I'm like I said, I'm shocked. I mean, despite the injuries last night, they still stepped up and won and. They just keep rolling, so I'm I'm thrilled to death. It's been a good week for Alabama athletics. What can I say? Hell, even the women are doing good. Well, they just right, right, right. So now we shift over. I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff in a short period of time, but the big news of the day is that the orange idiot is impeached again. Again. I, like, you know, <laughs> here's the thing, you know, and, and, I, and here's the thing. He was like saying that he denied the fact that he had something to do with this. When oh you goodness. went and said in a debate, stand by, stand back and stand by, you basically egged on a bunch of whack job motherfuckers who basically are nothing more than cosplay hillbillies. They're not, they're not real hillbillies. These are guys that work at Fortune 500 companies, doctors, lawyers, teachers. 
they are basically cosplay militia. They're not real militia at all. That's what people don't get. They're not real militia. They're basically cosplay. And the thing I always tell people, I say the average, the average trailer park person that you see, that you think that's racist, doesn't have the time and the manpower to go to Washington, D.C. and march on the Capitol, on the Capitol. These were people that were heavily funded and that shit was an inside job. Oh, no doubt my mind it was an inside job. None. It was a it was a fucking inside job. They catch people no, left you can't and tell right. Me anything. You can't tell you can't tell me otherwise. Nope. And the thing about it is like today, Stacy, and I'm gonna shut up. I caught flag because I said something like there is no such thing as a beautiful woman. Like and, and someone was like, damn, Ryan, are you saying all women are ugly? So I had to try to explain this to the best of my ability and you know how twitter is like you know how twitter is and i was like okay here's how it is you can have a you can be attractive physically but you can have a shitty ass you can have shitty ass values you can treat people like shit and that in terms make you ugly because the most because most beautiful women are complete fucking assholes okay or they're dumb as a box of rocks People like Tulsi Gabbard and people like uh, Lauren ba- uh, Bohemian, whatever the fuck her last name is. Like, she's not bad looking, Stacey. I'm not going to sit here and say she's not, she's ugly. Physically, she's not bad looking, but overall, she's ugly because of her attitudes, her values, and everything. She's an evil fucking Lacey Chabert. Well, I just, my thing is with with all this going on, I'm glad it took place. It needed to happen. But what shocked me is there's still Republicans, a lot of them, who are still defending Trump. And I'm like, I said this afternoon, I said that I hope Donald Trump suffers. And I hope he gets what's coming to him. Because I think despite everything that's going on, even if they don't convict him. He's suffering now. He's, got, he's suffering, but he's definitely... He's losing his reputation in business. He's losing all these business deals. People are dropping him like a bad habit. He, you know, he is going to be destroyed one way or the other. And I'm just hoping that, I mean, he's going to, he's basically going to be left with nothing anyway as a 1201 on the 20th. But icing on the cake would strip him of everything else. I don't want him to get a pension. I don't want him to get secret service detail. I don't want him to run, be able to say he can come back in four years. Take everything from him. Because to me, everything else is gone. All these people are dropping out of sight. They're not going to deal with him anymore. Businesses and people that he's been close to over the years, they don't want nothing to do with him. He's going to be mud anyway. But the icing on the cake to me would just strip of the rest of the stuff. That's just icing. Because I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, What's the point of doing it now? The point of doing it now is to keep him from coming back in four years if he lives that long, because I don't think he will. Me and you discussed this. Me and you both kind of agreed he won't live much longer. So I don't think he's going to survive. But if he decides to run, he won't have the tools. He can't run. You've been impeached twice. That, to me, is the biggest thing. Is strip him of that. Strip him of everything, because, it, it, like I said, he, he deserves it. And I think also on top of that, it just... I'm not sure if I'm disappointed. I'm not shocked either. 
it pisses me off that, like I said, he just did all this. These people, this lady was just saying, I don't know who it was, and I, I was watching Rachel Maddow, I think. She was saying just a week ago, she's sitting on her desk, and her and her assistant, they're hiding out. They're hiding out because of the fact that just got killed. AOC has said she came deadly close to getting killed. And these people are sitting up here still defending this. I'm like, you almost died. Mike Pence and I won't even invoke the 25th Amendment. And I'm like, how? How do you sit there and, and, and still talk to this man knowing he wanted you dead? He literally sent a mob of people to kill you and your family. And you're sitting up here defending this. And I'm like, what in the world? What in the world is going on with these people? It's a cult. It is a cult. It's a cult. It's fear. There, there's no other, like, there's no... It, it, it's no reality. There's no sense of reality with them. There's nothing that says that they they don't believe all they believe in, and this is all they believe in. All they believe in is everything that he says is gospel. It's sort of like this uh, Simpson episode about the leader, and they were like the leader. Right, um, I remember that episode. Uh, they, 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 the episode of the leader it's like the leader is good the leader is great and you have to it's going to take years to deprogram these people and get them to understand like the damage that he's done to this country and it's not even just it's like you can say whatever you want to say like like people can sit here and 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 play monday 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 night court, quarterback with this shit but you look at how he's done, how he went through his entire life with no consequences. He, the moment he decides to become president, guess what happens? He has to learn. He has to, he's getting scrutinized. He's not, you know, he's not scrutinized. He's getting scrutinized. He is dealing with consequences. You've lost your PGA tour, your PGA, the PGA tournament. You're about to lose the British Open. Those are consequences. He's never had to answer for shit in his life until now. And he's terrified. And like I said, and that's another thing. Even if the feds don't. That's why he doesn't want. That's why he was trying to. That's why he was trying to contest that election because he knew the moment he leaves, he's fucked. He's screwed. Yeah. I mean, because DC, I mean, I think the, the DA or whatever is saying in DC, they're planning to prosecute. They're not going to sit there. This is not just going to, he's not going to walk away from this. Somebody, he's going to get it. And even like I said, he can, he can get pinned or whatever to pardon him. And I was, you're still, the state is waiting on him. The state of New York is waiting on him. Southern District is waiting on him. DC has already said that anybody they find involved in this, they're going to prosecute. So he's not going to, people saying, oh, he's going to walk away. Not this time. Not this time. No, he's paying he, for he, it. He, he's not walking away this time. And, and the thing about it is, it didn't, none of this had to be this way. Like, this is the thing that drives me to fucking, this is the shit that drives me insane. It didn't have to be this way. But because he's a fucking crybaby and he whines about every fucking thing, it's like, oh my God, dude, stop. Like, Don Lemon had enough. Like, oh, he I had that, that, that shit was funny. 
<laughs> he was fed up. And, you know, and, and, and you know what's funny? Like years ago, people just thought of him as a sellout and everything. People just thought of him as that. And this whole thing with, um, with Trump basically rehabilitated his image. But you know, the thing about it is, he, like you say, he's never faced consequences in his life. And I think that that, and that's what these dumbasses don't realize is, I, you know, and, and that's another thing. These people who sit up here doing all this, like I've been saying all day, they've been, they've been catching them left and right. They've been catching them. And it makes me laugh because they're catching a lot of them in their mom's David face. Oh yeah, they're catching them, and they're catching them everywhere. And they want. Did you hear about the? Did, did you hear about the one? Did you hear about the one that said that uh, they wanted to eat organic food? Yes, like organic food. Saw that stuff. yesterday. Oh, and my, I died really? I mean, it's hard. Yeah, you you were hard ass last week. You stormed like, the Capitol, what? and this week. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. You're hard ass last week, and you're storming the Capitol, and now you have to have an organic food. You won't eat prison food or jail food or whatever it is. That's hilarious to me. They're get, I mean, did they not think they were going to get caught? Seriously, I'm asking you a question. Did, do they not think they were not going to get caught? Because they got caught on camera. Oh, they thought they weren't going to get caught. See, they thought they really that because didn't. they got caught on camera. They had like they they they, they got caught on camera. They, they also the cell got phones. caught. Um, Cell phones, their badges, everything. They caught an Olympic gold medalist. Did you see that? A swimmer caught him. Somebody yes, recognized him. I saw that. They got him today, by the way. <laughs> they got him. I mean, they they talking like, all this dude, shit. This you all are so like you all are so damn stupid. I'm Very. like, I, I don't. I I just like you know, and I look at it like I look at it now. And it's like, I look at it and I'm like, you know what? I can sit here and laugh at y'all. You know, you all decided to die for your man's Trump. And guess what happened? You got played. played you got played. Time. Now Trump, as I said, I and didn't it, see his speech, but now Trump trying to throw him on, I, throw them under the bus. Yeah, but he, he used, he, well, he used uh, big words, so I don't think he. I I think I don't think that uh, that um, speech was real to me. I don't think it was. Oh no, you know it was fake. They said that somebody else wrote it. He just like I said, he tried to save his ass. Is what it comes down to. Pretty much, that's all he's doing. He's just trying to save his ass. Like like you say, he's just trying to save his ass and stuff because. You know he knows that he's fucked. Like right. he knows he's fucked. Like you know that you're done, and there's nothing else uh, you can do about it. No, and he thought but, that these fools were going to save him. And like I said, I think they thought that he, they were going to. Uh, he was going to save the next and and also get them out of jail. Like well, the person will get us out of jail. And he tried to save himself. He said, "Y'all." <laughs> He ain't st- y'all gonna be sitting right there. Yep. And he you know, he ain't studying you. He trying to save his own stuff. He ain't studying you. And then they talking about they're gonna show up this weekend. 
And do what? Because you yep. saw, I mean, National Guard is surrounding the Capitol. They're inside the Capitol. Step up to the Capitol this weekend if you want to. But they're saying these fools are talking about bringing bombs and shit. They serious. Yeah, and they got like, and they, and here's the thing: they got like all kinds of stuff, like all, um, they got all this stuff, like all those streets are blocked off in uh in in Washington, and. They all get they all got you know blocked off and stuff. So you know what happens? They they can't get in. No. Nope. Like you probably can't even ride a bike through that through that shit. You you can't. I mean, I, and that's but the we, thing. They're gonna try but, to show up. <laughs> Good luck. Yes. But anyway, folks, we are coming to the end of this um podcast. And Stacy, do you have any final thoughts? Well, um, I just want to say, first of all, I am proud of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, tremendous victory on Monday. And I'd like to also brag, it was the day after my birthday. Thank you. That was a great birthday present for me. Happy birth, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My mom's birthday is Friday. Um, so we got Capricorns in the house. But um, I was proud of the team, proud of the effort, proud of all they did this season. Very happy about their win. Very happy for the uh, basketball team. I'm, I'm still in stunned silence almost that we're undefeated in the SEC. Don't know if that's going to last through Saturday. Hopefully it will. Um, but proud of them for the great start they've gotten off to this season. And they've beaten some tough teams. And I'm also glad that Thank you that Common Sense is in Washington, that thank you for the Democrats for, and Nancy Pelosi, most of all, for doing their job, because a lot of people get on her and say, oh, she's not doing her job. She did what the fuck she was supposed to do. She impeached the damn man. Now it's up to the Senate to finish him off. And may they show you know, no mercy. I think the thing, is, the, the thing is that people need to really take civics. They, they really, really need do. to learn what civics, because, okay, in order to remove a president from office, the House has to the House can move to impeach. The Senate has to convict. And I have to explain this stuff to my neighbors. And it's like, oh my God. Do I have like I say a lot of times when my neighbors start talking about politics, I just put my earbuds in and I just like I don't want to talk about it. Cause you all have no idea. You all were the people that had civic uh, US government taught by your football coach like mine was my like my u.s government teacher was a football coach but <laughs> i was smart enough to know what how a bill was passed and i learned that before i got in high school like okay house can the house can approve it but the senate has to approve it as well and then it goes to the president and the president has to decide whether to pass the bill or veto it. Well, you know, I took I took civics in high school, and I actually had a real civics teacher. Although, side note, she showed us faces of death in one of our classes. Don't ask me why. We had that in civics class. Matter of fact, we had to get a permission slip, and I skipped that day because I'm not into all that gore. But she taught us. Yeah, I, like I say, it's it's what. It's why I don't watch horror movies. I don't. Mm -hmm. I hate. I don't watch horror movies. 
I don't watch horror movies. And I always threaten people. I say, if you block, put something scary on my timeline, you're blocked. No questions <laughs> asked. I'm serious. I, I I don't like. I ended up breaking up with a girl girl over a scary movie. Like this girl wanted. We went to see Saw three, and I remember seeing Saw three, and being completely scared out of my my scared out of my ass. And I was just like, whole time I got my eyes like covered up because I was like, I don't want to see this shit. We broke up two weeks later. Two weeks I, later, we broke up. I've never been in hard flex. Although weird stuff, I do watch um, sometimes on Travel Channel, like Ghost Adventures, and my girlfriends tease me like, and I like watching like murder shows. Like I watch like um, Snap, and I watch Fatal Attraction on TV. Yeah, I watch those too. And I'm just I watch like, those I'm, too. are we are we weird for doing that? Because we're not into horror, but we like real life murder dramas. Are we, are we I don't weird? think we are. I don't think we are. I don't think we are either. But my I, I cousin really is the same way. We like we're not into horror flicks, but we'll sit there and watch like murder documentaries all day because the shit's fascinating. Watching, like, I mean, it really is fascinating when you look at it. It's really fascinating and everything. But folks, we are coming to the close of this podcast, and uh, thank you so much, Stacy, for joining me. This is the first unabated no technical difficulties show of the year yeah happy um happy belated birthday to you once Thank again you. and folks let me tell you this if y'all want some beer for your games for the game on sunday go to meal brewery 405 6th street in the Irish channel they got beer for pickup and they also got their outdoor uh beer garden at Neil Brewery, 405 6th Street. So that being said, thank you for your time this time. And until next time, we will see you down the road. Say goodnight, Stacey. Goodnight, Stacey. And, and wash your hands and don't stand so close to people. Please don't. We don't want your stinky germs on right. us. No, no. Unless if you're JoJo. We don't want her germs either, though. Just gonna have to be our best but, but, to stand close to you. But Chris Evans as long as she doesn't turn into. But just Christopher as long as she Jamal turn into no. Just as long as she doesn't turn into no vagabond. <laughs> I, I, the, the next part, the next show, I'm gonna have to tell you about my massive crush on that girl that does all those parodies and stuff. Well, as long as it's but, Christopher not, Jamal, Christopher Jamal Evans. You got permission. Oh, okay. Um, walking your truth. Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all.